Sam Kerr has sustained an ACL injury, so let's talk about it. Whilst I don't have the prettiest voice today to talk about Sam Kerr getting an ACL injury, this is the best it's gone in the last five days, and it seems like pretty big news not to talk about it today. It's taken a grand total of seven days for women's football to sustain its first major ACL injury. And with the current trend that we're seeing, and the players have even come out and said that it's not a matter of if I'm going to get an ACL injury in the next game or in the next year or so of my career. It's become of when am I going to get that ACL injury? Week in and week out in leagues all across the world in tiers, I mean, in every single competition, we're seeing ACL injuries. And so I'm not really going to sit down and talk about ACL injuries today because I've got plenty of videos. And in fact, I spoke to an ACL researcher about it last year, and I'll leave that link in the description down below where we talked about all things female athletes and ACLs. Definitely a very, very informative um, episode. So make sure to check that one out. I'll leave it in the description. And unfortunately, this time around, the victim to this <laughs> virus, it seems like the pandemic, the epidemic um, in women's football is Sam Kerr. This is a pretty major loss. It comes at a very tricky time of the season. It's during the January window where had this happened prior to the January window, maybe it would have given Chelsea a little bit more of, I guess, a little bit more leisure um, and time to assess how they want to go about with the January window but it comes a week and a half into the January window which again isn't terrible but certainly not ideal for the club in terms of like replacement which we'll talk about in a moment the timing being not so ideal for Chelsea this is definitely not great for Australia all the Matildas either they're in the midst of qualifying for the Olympics and looking at the competition that they have and looking at the streak that they've been on it's very high likely that they will qualify for the Olympics but looking at the timeline, and though we don't know the extent of the ACL injury, is it like a complete tear? Is it a minor tear? Is it whatever tear it is? An ACL injury basically wouldn't have Sam Kerr ready for the Olympics, which is a massive, massive loss for Australia. Now, again, I do recognize that they haven't qualified yet, and we have learned the lesson of not to overlook qualifications to the Olympics uh, with the likes of Team GB like literally last month. But Australia are likely going to make it. Uh, and uh, I think... In some ways, it also could have been worse timing-wise because had this happened like a, a month or two before the Olympics, it would have made it. It would have made it a very tough, tough question for Tony Gustafsson on how is he going to deal with with the squad. So it does give the squad in Australia a little bit of time to see how they can adapt without Sam Kerr. Which, by the way, they did just fine at the World Cup without Sam, Sam Kerr in the in the games that she wasn't there. They've got the players, they've got the youth, they've got the experience, they've they've got a lot of different players that can play that attacking role. But it's not Sam Kerr. Chelsea are not going to be out looking to replace Sam Kerr because Sam Kerr is not replaceable. There's not a single striker or player in the current market like Sam Kerr. She is a monster of her own. She's a player of her own. She's usually the model that we're referencing young players to be like. If we're seeing a rising star banging goals, we're like... It looks like it could be the future Sam Kerr, but there's no Sam Kerr to replace Sam Kerr with. So for Chelsea, it becomes a question of should we trust the likes of Aggie Beaver-Jones and Mia Fischel, who we spent a significant amount of money on? Are we going to have enough support of Frank Kirby, who is injury prone, as well as Guru Wrighton, who's just coming back from injury? Are we going to be giving Jesse Fleming the amount of minutes that she deserves to have with Sam Kerr being out. When Mercario comes back from an ACL injury, 
and, and it looks like a very vague timeline, how are her minutes going to be managed? She's going to be on very, very restricted management because, again, she, too, is coming off an ACL injury. And that getting back into to game fitness, get, you know, shaving a lot of that rust takes a lot of time. And when Makaria comes back, I hope there's no expectations that she's going to be hitting the levels that she was pre-ACL injury or, or when she was with Leon because that's just not realistic. Lauren James, we've seen the impact that she's had. So there's a good amount there's a good set of players that can still find the back of the net but with Sam Kerr it's not just finding the back of the net and and I think it's a little bit unfair to just look at the season looking at the season beforehand she contributes to assists to runs the way she drifts markers around like her abilities go way above and beyond just scoring goals and so Chelsea can in some ways kind of take a little bit of a risk and be like what the set of attacking players that we have are just enough but I think they've also got to consider the fact that they're playing in the Conti Cup the FA Cup the WSL and the Champions League so they're in multiple different competitions you're gonna start thinking about rotating the squad you've also got to think about a possible injury Frank Kirby gets an injury then you're really limited on players. Lauren James gets a red card or two or, or an injury and again I'm talking about patterns and trends that we've seen in terms of Frank Kirby, yes, is injury prone. If that's the case, and if that does happen, how does Chelsea manage their attacking players? So I'd hate to be in Chelsea's position, in Chelsea's board right now, trying to to make a decision of what happens now. I think I'd be a little bit more surprised to see Chelsea not get a player than get somewhat of what you would call a backup player. I think how Chelsea would react to this is actually pushing me official pushing Aggie Beaver-Jones to get a little bit more minutes, kind of making them the starters and getting a little bit of a backup player because looking at the market right now, the top, top strikers and the number one strikers at their own clubs, I just don't see Chelsea being able to buy them out in January right now because a lot of those players are primarily in top European clubs that are in the Champions League. Granted, maybe Wolfsburg have a few players and they're not in the Champions League. Could be a market they're looking at. But I just don't see those number ones leaving their already relatively established squad into the season and go going over to Chelsea. So I think it would surprise me a little bit more to see Chelsea not make a move rather than make a move. Regardless, either of those outcomes, I don't think I'd be shocked to see what they do because Semker is not replaceable everybody knows that Chelsea knows that more than anybody else Emma Hayes that definitely knows that more than anybody else um but it's it's definitely a very sticky situation to be in again given that the schedules are going to ramp up given that the gold cup that rolls around you're going to have all your North Americans gone that's Kadisha Buchanan Jesse Fleming um Ashley Lawrence Fischl um who's the other American in there Macario a lot of those players are going to be missing for a game, possibly two, depending on the schedule when they go off to the Gold Cup. Now, absolutely, the U.S. and Canada can be in talks with Chelsea to keep those players um, with their clubs and not take them out to international camp. But for me personally, I see that very highly unlikely because not only is the Gold Cup an inaugural launch of this competition, it's also a really good competition for CONCACAF nations like that before the Olympics. It's not just CONCACAF competition that they're able to get, which is for them in the U.S. and Canada is a little bit of a a rarity. Um, So I, I don't think the head coaches if Beth Priestman and you know whoever is going to be really in charge making decisions for the U.S. possibly Emma Hayes is gonna want to leave those core players that are likely going to be at the Olympics um, with their clubs it just I don't see that happening so that's another thing to consider like five 
very important players for Chelsea can be gone for a game or two. And you're not just talking about any, about any players. You're talking about the players that will be stepping up for Sam Kerr with the likes of Macario, with the likes of Fleming, with the likes of Fischl. If I was Chelsea, I hope they're looking at the, the Gold Cup because, um, yeah, you've got to consider. It could be a game, but we know how important a game or two can be in the, in the WSL. Um, and they certainly don't want to be losing points. It's similar for the Matildas, obviously. They can't go out and buy players, but they definitely have the players to, to start pushing now. And for the next few camps that they have, they can prepare for what would be a Sam Kerr replacement. And I think in some ways it was like a blessing in disguise that they couldn't have Sam Kerr to the best of her abilities at the World Cup. She got that calf injury, missed um, the group stages, definitely not what Australia Australia wanted, but they breezed by that group very easily without Sam Kerr so in some ways even though that was horrible for them to deal with in some ways it kind of sets them up for the Olympics obviously it's a smaller squad size different competition like the Olympics are not so comparable comparable to the World Cup but with Sam Kerr probably not being available Tony Gustafsson has dealt with that before it sucks for Chelsea it sucks for Australia but this also sucks a lot for Sam Kerr she got her first ACL injury in 2011, 2012. So that was like almost 12 years ago now. Not really relevant. Um, you can definitely look at certain factors and if it was the same knee, if it was in similar movement. Um, but this is not the this is not her first ACL injury, which again is a very interesting factor to know that a lot of these women football players will have an average of one ACL injury um, in their career. Now that's not statistically correct, but one in a very small number of players are going to have an ACL injury during their career, which is quite frightening to think about. She didn't have the World Cup that she wanted. She was stuck down with an injury, and it was almost like going to be this redemption arc of a season. And even though there's there's nothing that she needs to prove to us because we've seen the goals and records that she's been able to set when healthy, but this is definitely not how she wanted her season to end. And obviously she's in contract negotiations her contract is up in the summer we will never see her play under emma hayes again which is actually it's taken me a lot to take in because sam kerr and emma hayes like that era is so historic and so legendary like we'll be talking about it to youth and kids in the future so the emma hayes like sam kerr era is is a good era and it's unfortunately come to an end before we even knew it sam kerr is on her 99th school probably gonna get her 100th goal on on the return which is just gonna be like super poetic but there's no other way to say it this sucks for sam kerr with her contract being up with emma hayes leaving all those factors with this kind of being the last champions league with emma hayes with her wanting to have that redemption arc after the World Cup, it just feels like a very cruel ending to the season. And Sam Kerr is also a player that has stayed relatively healthy in her career, and the NWSL didn't really have uh, a ton of injuries, and the WSL hasn't really had massive injuries that have kept her away. So she's been, I don't want to say lucky, because players obviously take really good care of themselves. They take good focus on their recovery and and x y and z so for sam Kerr, again it feels like pretty harsh it could have been you know like an ankle injury that kept her away for a month but no it has to be an acl it's just this woman's football and acls man i just and i think what makes this a little bit more tricky is the fact that sam Kerr hasn't necessarily played like a 
ton of back-to-back minutes. She, at the World Cup, like I mentioned, had a calf injury. And when the, the season started, she was recovering from that calf injury. Missed the international window here in Canada um, because she was, you know, taking care of her calf injury. Was on managed minutes, restricted minutes. It looked like Chelsea was really monitoring her, her recovery and that she was taking good care of, which is great. So she wasn't playing back-to-back, you know, 90 minutes. She wasn't starting every single game. It, looked like she was on a good steady like recovery you know slope her schedule hasn't necessarily looked so congested on the pitch in the past you know four or five months from the world cup but before the world cup it also has been non-stop for her because it had been the olympics and then it had been this and that and the asian cup and the qualifiers and so for the matildas in australia it has not been there's not been a, a break and really it hasn't there hasn't been a break for any nation regardless of their confederation but again australia may have not had the euros but they had their own asia cup which was mid-season by the way in february a very inconvenient time for the players but they were going from serious competition to another serious competition so the injury was sustained obviously in a training camp in a warm weather training camp in morocco camps even do this i guess for a little bit of uh, cardio uh camp in, in some ways to just put them their bodies and and heart levels and and fitness in different environments so this is not unusual to see like there's a lot of teams probably on out different camps either in really really hot um areas are really really cold areas was it a scrimmage was it a warm-up was it they were playing tail tag was it they were i don't know moving training equipment that she got the injury we don't know it's hard to tell um with acl injuries it could be so non-contact so nonchalant you're just walking and you kind of just like land awkwardly on your foot you snap at a knee and it's just it goes downhill from there so we know with acl injuries it's not as simple as being collided and hit so hard on your knee it's awkward how it can happen it's crappy for chelsea for sam kerr for the matildas for the game she's got such a huge push for the wsl for chelsea and for australia that um you know uh, and it sounds a bit selfish that the game might be hindered with her being out but she's a massive massive pull into the game and and you know you've got to say that she's introduced a lot of new fans into the sport and that won't be happening for a good time now. It's sad to see the continuous ACL trend in the game. I've got to say, like, when I see those three letters of A, C, and L, um, I just, ugh, you've got to, it's disappointing, it's sad, it's upsetting. Um, You know, we talk, obviously, a lot about having and needing more research, which is always um, the case and always the cause to advocate for. But at the same time, we need to recognize that there is, plenty of research there's a plethora of just research on female athletes um and we need to be using the results and we need to be using the takeaways from those research and implementing them with my interview with the acl researcher who i do again recommend you go and watch she talks a lot about training programs that have been rigorously studied they've been proven to kind of weigh against um certain factors that would put up a player for an acl injury and they reduce all these factors but we're seeing that those programs are not being implemented we're seeing that there are certain teams and clubs and nations that are not pushing for those programs so yes we need a little bit more research but at the same time we have research that we need to be putting into good use hopefully however 2024 does not see a lot of acl injuries specifically leading up to the olympics and even specifically at the olympics otherwise 
it's just going to be really shitty. I'm going to be honest. Let me know your thoughts and reactions on this, on Sam Kerr. How do you think Chelsea is going to deal with this? How do you anticipate the Matildas um, are going to be maneuvering around their squad heading into the Olympics? Shall they qualify? And yeah, would love to hear your opinions on this. Apologies that I sound the way I do. I have been meaning to record an episode for the past five or six days, but this is unfortunately how I've sounded. This is actually the best I've sounded for a good bit. Um, I was caught down with COVID and a bit of a cough and a little bit of dryness in the very cold winter weather that just has caused this bit of a mess. Um, but certainly felt like a very important uh, chat to have. So I'd love to hear your opinions. And as always, to stay updated as I continue enjoying the beautiful game, make sure you subscribe to me here on YouTube and follow me on Twitter. And I will see you later.